People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Ahoy there and welcome to today's episode, broadcasting to you from Great Grimsby here in North East England. Uh, today's story comes from North East England, about 50 miles away from where I am now, so relatively speaking, fairly close. Um, this takes place in Hornsey, which is just across the bridge from where I am, again east coast of England. And it's an intriguing story, it's one of those stories that, if you're sceptical, it's difficult to put this one in a box. Um, there's different elements going on here. You've got more than one person involved, you know, and things like that. It makes it more difficult. To, instead, unless you start introducing bullshit to try and um, make your arguments stack up, to me, it is what it is. Uh, and there's something strange going on. Uh, so, Amesy will be coming on shortly to tell her story, and I think you'll, like I say, you'll be intrigued. That being said, obviously with what's going on and that, we're not able to get together um, today. So if you haven't already, please consider joining Patreon. It is from as little as $3 a month. It actually does it in your own currency now, which is pretty cool. Uh, makes it a lot easier. You can pay by PayPal and all the, the usual suspects, so no issues there. And it's cancelled any time. $3 a month and you get extra episodes. Well, you know, So if you like the show, what could be better? And what could be better at Christmas time than giving the gift of Patreon? So maybe you want to give someone the Patreon. Brilliant. I'd love that in my stocking. I'd love anything in my stockings at the minute, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, so anyway, that's not why you're here, is it? So go across to Patreon and make it happen. Okay, uh, right, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Here's Amesy from Hornsey with her story. Okay, well, we'll uh, fire away. Give me your earliest paranormal recollection. Um, the earliest one was probably... Um, a couple of years ago, um, I've had paranormal stuff all my life, but the weirdest things that we've had lately is with me and my partner. Um, we've been together two, two and a half years now, and we go all over, um, the area. We're from Hornsey, which is right on the East Coast, um, but... We go all over to North Yorkshire Moors or to Forest near York and just anywhere to take the dog for a walk. We went to one on Halloween, I think two or three years ago now, um, just to a forest in the middle of nowhere. So my partner usually goes on Google Maps, finds a spot that's just green and we just drive out there. And we picked this random spot that had um, old uh, oak and ash trees, which... I like my myth and legend, so it was nice and it was like fairy-like and beautiful scenery. So we went, but we didn't get there until very late at night, so it was pitch black. Um, so we took the dog for a walk anyway, and we drove all that way. Um, as we get out of the car, um, there is no other cars in this car park, and it's just blocked off by like uh, logs to make a barrier for the car park with a little bench in the middle. And... We set off walking up the trail and it's, it is pitch black. We've just got iPhones as lights and we're just having a lovely walk. And maybe four, five minutes into the walk, just up the trails in the car park. So we're not far at all. All the woods just instantly went silent. Like not an animal other than hearing our own breathing and hearing the dog breathing. You couldn't hear a sound. Now, to me, instantly, that was weird because you're in a forest. You'll hear trees moving, uh, the wind going through the trees, rustling of leaves. That's normal. So for it to be dead silent, instantly I turned to my partner and said, something's not right. 
like my gut feeling said this ain't right so we set off um trying to catch up to the dog because he was a little bit in front of us and that's when it sounded like 20 30 animals in the forest were all heading towards car park and it was this massive rush of not terror but not welcome you have to leave so we I turned to my partner and I said, we need to go back to the car. And he said, I feel exactly the same. So we set off walking. But with that, all you could hear was snapping of trees. But it wasn't twigs. It wasn't twigs. This was full snapping of trees, all pushing us back to the car. Um, My dog was acting weird and he turned around instantly and came back straight back to us and kept looking back. And in my head... Now, I've heard you hear a lot of people saying that Bigfoot um, um, talk to you through your mind. Okay. Now, I know that when you have inner thoughts or your body's telling you something, you hear your voice in your head tell you something. Yeah. It's your voice because it's your thoughts. This wasn't my thought. This was someone telling me, turn around and get back in the car and drive away. Okay. It was man's deep guttural go back. But this is English, yeah? This yeah, is... in my head, yeah. yeah. Um, which was weird. Definitely. So we kind of... What about your partner? Did, did he get... He didn't get anything. No. Now, he didn't really believe in ghosts and paranormal or anything like that until he met me. And I've had it all my life and mm. things happen around us all the time that he now believes. <laughs> So it wasn't anything unusual for him, but he did say he felt this sickening urge to turn around. Yeah. So that's weird because he doesn't usually get anything. He doesn't usually feel anything. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was really strange. As soon as we got back to the car, which what is what makes me think that it's uh, a Bigfoot encounter or something of that nature, is I hear a lot about throwing stones. Yep. And as we got back to the car, there were little pebbles being thrown at every window on our car mm. until we left. Okay. You're just going back to the this sound, what you heard, like this rushing towards you. Of, uh, you yeah. Describe it as like hearing animals sort of moving. Was it, is that yeah. is that it just was, the sound, or is that actual animals, or is it? I don't know. It was the sound, as in, you know, if you're, um out anywhere where there's lots of animals in the wilderness around you and you hear them moving you can you can clearly tell it's animals moving around you yeah it was like every animal in that place was moving towards the car park go 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 get away from whatever this thing is that's coming is what it felt like and what it sounded like it just sounded like everything around us was pushing you to the car park Mm. to get out we didn't see anything, which I did look. We didn't see anything. Um, but, yeah, that was a really strange experience. And I thought at the time, because um, I do a lot of, I have a lot of paranormal stuff, so I do a lot of spirit box and things like that, um, generally anyway. And I thought maybe it's spirits telling us to leave. And turn on my spirit box um you know, I'm using my EMF detector and that was going crazy, which is one thing I haven't heard from Bigfoot encounters is EMF, mm. mainly because it's always to do with spirits. I don't think people use EMF really when they're looking for Bigfoot. No, they don't seem to um, use that as part of the arsenal no. you know, of testing for sure, but it's definitely um, crops up with things like... Um, Cameras losing battery power, etc., things like that. Yeah. You know? So I thought it was a bit bizarre that the EMF, there's no lights on in the car. I've used the EMF in the car before while it's on, and it doesn't give a reading unless, you know, you're near a plug. Yeah, something electrical, yeah. But this was going crazy, and that, to me, was weird as well because the car doesn't give it off like mm. that, usually. I've Just... used it many a times in the car. 
how, what did the I mean did what did the dog do? What was it what the dog's reaction? He he's used to paranormal things happening, so that doesn't generally phase him. Um, but he was definitely acting out of sorts. He turned around, came straight to us, and then waited with us because he is fantastic. He's he, we are a pack, if you like. So anywhere we are, he will stay with us no matter what's coming. Yeah. Um, and he did stay by us until we said, right, come on, let's go. And then he was sprinting to the car. He was he knew we had to get in that car. You know, the whimpering, the whining, as if to say, come on, quick, 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 open the door, open the door, mum. Well, this, we uh, this everything going quiet before, you know, before an encounter, obviously this is widely reported and in all aspects of the paranormal, you know, from ghosts and mm-hmm. even like people seeing Bigfoots and actually people having this before an encounter with Bigfoot. So although we can't say it's definitely the Bigfoot causing it, you know, causing, uh, you know, is there is a relationship of some degree um yeah. but when you speak about you know even hearing the rustling of the leaves and things like that stopping i mean that is to me that's very unlikely to be happening in reality so would you yeah. would you go along with the, the idea of this is probably our our mind our brain sort of filtering everything out other than what you need to be honed in on at that point which in this uh, case would be yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, looking back, I, I do think that. I think that, our, like, maybe everything went silent because subconsciously we, my body maybe knew something was there and I had to listen for it. Yeah. Um, Because it was just, it's just strange that then the pebbles started and that there wasn't anything that we could see. You know, we had the car, car headlights directly up the path. Yeah. see if we could see anything. We spanned that car around to see if we could see anyone. Um, was the stones coming from more than one direction? No, it was just coming down the path to oh, us. Right, yeah. as, if, as if it was pushing us away from the area. And the voice was definitely aggressive, you'd say. It was, it was I wouldn't say aggressive. As forceful, in, then, we'll say. Forceful, okay. yeah, yeah. It was, it was, you have to leave right now. This mm. is not the place for you to be. Move on. I, I, I just want to make this point while we're here and we're in this uh, you're you are clearly getting emotional about this yeah, I, yeah. I know people won't be able to tell this on the radio but but you i can see you are you know this has affected you uh on you know more than just the physical level this is i can, I can see just by looking at yourself yeah, it was so surreal mm. and think like reliving it now telling you about it is is bringing all that fear and not well not fear because I wasn't fearful I was intrigued as I am with the paranormal that doesn't scare me either I'm I'm very open and um to things like that yeah but this was just out of this world it really was it was completely different to spirits ghosts whatever you like to call them anything like that this was completely different. This was insane for mm. me. This was a whole new experience. But now that we go camping North Yorkshire Moors, I mean, you can't camp on the Moors, but we go out that way. Um, and we do a lot of, sorry, my dog's having a dream and <laughs> we're covering, he's, having, he's barking in his sleep. Um, but we do a lot of walking out there in the logging bits and... We've had a few weird experiences out there where we've had whistling at like 11, 12 o'clock at night, just having a last cuppa, watching the stars on the moors before we go home. And you'll hear a whistle from the logging area where there is no one. Yeah. There's been no one for the last 12 hours that we've been out there. And when you say whistling, you're talking about a human whistle, you're not. This is a, this is a human whistle, yeah. like a woohoo, I yeah, can't yeah. whistle. Um, but I, heard about wendigos and things like that so i've said to my partner because he said oh did someone just whistle and i said do not answer it because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will not get in this car quick enough um so yeah a few a few things that we've we've seen and heard and obviously living out by dane's dyke which has reports of strange creatures yeah um you know we've been out there a few times and i've mentioned oh you know that's weird look at the trees and they've got 
you know, they're, they're all twisted and bent into each other, which doesn't look natural. It's it's all from listening to your podcast, to be fair, it's all kind of clicked now that these are the things I've seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a podcast that's predominantly sort of looks into this stuff. I mean, Sasquatch Chronicles would be a good one to, to check out if you want if you want to check that one out. No, no. You'll you'll find people that have had this happen to them. It's almost identical stories, in fact. So, um, although you know, in a lot of these cases, you never see the creature, or you know, we don't know if it's a creature. It could be a, a spirit or whatever it is. We never see it, but we know it's there, and uh, you know. North York Moors, you know, I've been out there. I lived out on there for a little bit, and it is very eerie. You know, it's beautiful, and at night, like you say, the stars and everything, it's fantastic. But there, there's something going on there. I mean, there was, there was a little. I mean, this place that we was in is like a farmer's cottage, and uh, just up the bay, they had. A, he still used it. It was a a barn, and many many occasions he'd come he'd lock that barn up and the next morning you'd hear the door bang 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 in the wind and the the, the chain the padlock chain had been ripped off and uh and he obviously thought it was just people coming to steal machinery this kind of thing there was there was nothing in the barn of any sort of value it was mostly feed and stuff like that um and I, you know i got in conversation with this guy I asked him about it but it, and he couldn't explain saying well i don't understand why people keep coming and breaking in surely they've got a flashlight there's a wind there's windows in it i mean some of the, the i mean the windows in this barn some of them haven't got glass in you know yeah. you can literally shine a torch in there and have a look in there and you can see there's nothing of value in there so he couldn't explain why they kept coming and uh and this is before i knew anything about bigfoot this kind of thing or oh, we, we call them in the in the uk probably more wild man um yeah or woodwows, you know, but um, this is before I knew anything. And, and, and I was struggling to explain why they kept doing it uh, and why they would, they would, because there was three cottages in a row. Uh, the middle one was occupied by, by us at the time. The end one was an elderly couple who only came up for weekends, that kind of thing. And then they, 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 there was like a, uh, the third one, uh, if you like, the, the, uh, the closest to the barn, that was actually unoccupied and it was fully furnished. It was like a holiday let. So in the summer it'd be you know, the people in there, winter time, be no one in there. And when this barn would be broken into, it'd be like sort of September onwards when there's nobody stopping in this place. Um, and I always wonder why they didn't break into that flat, that house, you know. They're breaking into yeah. this barn every night. But again, we didn't hear anything. But you just heard that, you know, in the morning or, you know, early hours in the morning, you'd hear the door swinging backwards and forwards. So you knew someone had been in there. But yeah. um, but like I say, this was before I knew all this stuff. But that was on North York's Moors and... Uh, yeah, and I'd like to go revisit. But if you could send me, um, if you know the location of where that happened, I'd love to yeah, yeah. go across there because um, that northeast area, particularly, you know, it's on about uh, the dike there and that. And I had a, a lady contact me the other day where she'd seen something crossing the road, uh, top end of Hull, mm. uh, that way on. So, you know, getting on your way. So there's something in that northeast region right up to Middlesbrough, uh, probably as far as Newcastle there's a lot going on there but if you actually look yeah. at that area that's very sparsely populated we tend to think of it as being heavily populated don't we but it's yeah. it's really not if you actually look at the maps there. there's a lot of farmland there's a lot of you know rugged terrain where you just couldn't build on there um yeah. and it really is to all intents and purposes wild um yeah, yeah. but the, the stones is you know definitely an interesting aspect i mean i've had that myself so um so where did you because obviously you're you're mostly predominantly your paranormal experience being with spirits okay so yeah where did you get the link between this being maybe not a spirit and something else is that just listening from the podcast or no so um like i said i got the emf meter uh going and used a spirit box and um the feeling wasn't the same feeling I get with spirits you my I, I say my body instantly knows when they're around you get that that vibration in your body and the cold sensation um is yeah. what I usually get the chills here standing up on the back it. of your neck yeah um which is fine but I didn't get that I got um I wasn't getting anything on the spirit box from I mean I was getting things through the spirit box you always do get bits and bobs 
but nothing significant to what our situation was at the time. So I knew it wasn't spirits for us that were telling us move. Yeah. Um, also, there wasn't the vibration that that you get, which sounds strange, but if anyone has had a paranormal experience, you instantly know that your whole body vibrates with the energy of whoever, whatever is coming through. Mm-hmm. So this didn't have that. This is how I know it's completely different from the paranormal as in ghosts because um, it just it didn't it doesn't have the the list yeah you get, yeah if you like you know there's cat there's a b and c this is what happens yeah. when there'll you, be people out there that you. know exactly what you're talking about that have been in a haunted house or lived in a haunted house or yeah you know or you know just that feeling that uneasy feeling that you get yeah. from that whereas this is more this is more the sort of um I don't know how to explain it. Like maybe more innate, more natural, more yeah. uh, prehistoric, even you know, more yeah. like uh, you know, like someone see a spider and they're like, "Oh shit, it's a spider." Yeah, it's that sort of feeling, you know. percent, it feels like a fight or flight. Yeah, it's exactly. Did what you you're say saying. your partner felt sick? Yeah, yeah, it, not sick as in ill, but this sick, sinking feeling yeah, in his yeah. stomach. We have to go. We have to move. Which again is unusual. If there's nothing there, that you just that for, to come across two people at the same time, yeah, is totally bizarre. We didn't, we didn't have to say to each other. I didn't say to him, "Oh, you know, we've got to go." I feel ill. This was we instantly looked at each other and both said, "We've got to go back to the car at the exact same time." This yeah. was in, instantaneous. We have to move. Did you right ever? Now. Did you ever go back? We haven't, no. And to be fair... Oh, don't surprise. <laughs> no surprise. I can't remember where we went because it was just somewhere that we'd just picked in the middle of nowhere, but near York, because we ended up at York afterwards to see everyone dressed up for Halloween. Mm. So we ended up going through the town and picking up a McDonald's on the way to calm our nerves. And <laughs> As you do. Um, so, yeah, I know it's near York and it's ancient trees. I've tried Googling it, and I cannot find it for love no money, but I know that we'd found it on a, when you Google, you know, woodland walks and ancient walks around our area. It was on one of them, and it's ancient trees near York. That's all I can tell you, and I still can't find it to this day where we went. Yeah. But if, if you find it, <laughs> let me know. I'd like to go back in the daytime. <laughs> That's definitely yeah. interesting little side note that it was in an ancient woodland, which is... Yeah, you know what I mean? which interest is why I itself. To go on Halloween because we went, we went to another place this Halloween and had an, a paranormal experience with a spirit. Um, because I love Halloween, and I always make a point of going to this same graveyard that we um and church, ancient church that we go to every time we go to the mosque. We take that one route and we stop off and we say hello to everyone in the yard and then we get in the car and we go to the moors it's like a tradition now um and this year we had an experience with the spirits so i do feel like i open myself up more spiritually at halloween because i'm open to an experience i'm asking the universe for an experience Mm -hmm. but that one definitely gave me a, a a good couple of days thinking time where I thought, am I doing the right thing? You could Definitely. Do, you want to share the experience? So this one was this Halloween okay. um, and we weren't necessarily in lockdown. Um, we, you know, you can still go for a walk. So we decided to go to the malls and we stop off at this little, I'll send you some photos. It's beautiful. It's a ancient church, and next to it, it has a new uh, grave site with all the new headstones. But we just generally walk through the old one. And the grass is so long, it gets cut once a blue moon. They can never get to the back where all the trees are, so there's lots of hidden headstones and things, and it is absolutely stunning. So since I was a little girl, my granddad, he also feels things and has seen things. So he always used to take us to Whitby and we'd 
you know, I have a go around the uh, graveyard at the top of the however many stairs it is. Um, and we'd always say hello. It was always the thing he made us do as kids. Um, so being able to see from being a young child and then blocking that out, even now I have sort of a little bit of the gift where I can sense things now rather than seeing anything. Um, so we go and I take my partner and he always stops the car there and we'll have a wander around. Well, this Halloween we went and we went quite late at night. And as we got there, we got out the car and my dog Coco, he's a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, but he thinks he's a Chihuahua. He um, he has a wander around with us and he's good as gold. And we are just wandering around and I take photos with flash on to see if, you know, anything's seen or, you know, maybe there's um, deer around that we're not seeing so I can catch it on a photo and then I can think, right, well, if I hear anything, I know there's animals over there or things like that. Um, and as we're walking, I stop and we hear all the leaves have fallen in this particular grave, right? And you can hear footsteps crunching in the leaves right behind us. And my partner, I'd said to him, you know, do you want to have an experience with me on Halloween? Can we go? And he said, yeah, yeah, go on then, you know, but nothing too scary. <laughs> so we turn around and I said to him, do you hear that someone walking behind us? And we're flashing lights and looking around and there's no one, no one around us. No one parked anywhere near us. There are houses near this little graveyard. Um, and he says, yeah, yeah, I can, I can hear them. And we're straining to hear. And Coco's just standing near a grave, just <laughs> waiting and watching in the area. So I said, if there's someone there, can you do me a favour? I'm going to take a photo and there's going to be a bit of a flash. But if you can just get in the photo, that would be really nice. Because, you know, we come every weekend nearly and we say hello to everyone and sometimes you know I'll leave little trinkets um there is a grave of four deceased infants all from the same family so I tend to leave sweets or uh, little toy cars and things like that for them and as I take a photo I believe that there is a man stood there. My partner believes wholeheartedly there is a man stood in the photo. I'll send you them. Um, and with that, my partner was like, can we get in the car now and go home? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said, yeah, of course you can. You know, I wanted you to have an experience. I wanted you to have your own experience. And you've had one. So that was this Halloween. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think he's going to want to take me next Halloween now. <laughs> you never know. But his footsteps were physical. They were. They were man's footsteps, boots yeah. in in leaves, in dried leaves, right up behind us. Mm. And it, and it, and we could clearly hear them. And I can see my partner's face getting white, <laughs> even though it's pitch black. And I can hear it in his voice that is is taking steps back because it's coming towards us. And I just stood there, you know, I could feel the vibration, but it wasn't anything like you need to leave. It was you've, you've asked for me to come out and see you. So I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then looking at the photo, my partner, he thinks he can see a little dog, which would explain why Coco was running around by the grave of what we were seeing. Mm. So, so that was quite nice. It was a really nice, nice one, to be fair. Um, and every time we go past, if we can't stop and we haven't got time, we'll give a little toot on the car um, to say that we've gone past. Um, and, yeah, it's really nice to have a partner that, even though he didn't believe initially, he's now getting to the point where little things happen. Um, we moved into this house that I'm in now, uh, which is in Catfoss, which is in the middle of nowhere. And we don't have any paranormal activity, really, except for when we first moved in. 
and we have carpet stairs. And a few nights, um, we've heard someone like barefoot on carpet. You know, when you can hear the crunching of the foot hitting the carpet. Yep. Um, coming up the stairs as we're in bed, and he's usually playing his games on his PlayStation. Good man. Uh, <laughs> and I go to bed early, and uh, he will run into the bedroom and get under the covers and say, "Babe, she's back." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and I have to go to the door and say, "Excuse me, it's no time for playing now. Go back downstairs, and I'll speak to you tomorrow." You know, we're trying to sleep. We don't want to wear you up and down the stairs all night. And then it stops. Yeah. And he's like, oh, thank, thank you, thank you. You know, and then it's... I'm like, right, you can go play your PlayStation. He's like, no, no, I'll leave it till the morning. <laughs> Is, it... <laughs> Is there a reason why why you've assumed it's female? He did. Yeah. He assumed it was female. He said she's coming. And it does feel like a female presence because it doesn't feel there isn't a masculine vibe to it. Mm. It sounds like the only thing I can the, the the very sound it sounds like is when a mother and it sounds weird, but when a mother is carrying her child upstairs to bed, yeah. and they're trying to be quiet. Yeah. And any any mother or father that has you know, listen to their partner take their baby upstairs, trying to be quiet, will know that sound instantly. And that's what it sounds like. It sounds like she's trying to take a little baby upstairs and be really quiet, or someone sneaking upstairs, but she feels definitely feminine. Interesting, interesting. Well, um, you know, the first one is intriguing, to say the least. Um, you know, something like that. It's difficult to explain how two people at the same time could could not only hear the same things but sense the same things. And then with the stones as well. I mean, pebbles just don't fall from the sky. No. Um, if it was one, you could probably explain it. Maybe potentially two. But you know, when you're talking more than two, three, four, then it's getting. This was every window on the car. Yeah. This, the back, the sides, the front, every window. It sounded like tiny little pebbles being thrown at every window of the car. Mm. Does it? I mean, there was coming. Was the coming like one at a time, or like a handful at once, or would you say one at a time, or? No, I'd say like almost in quick session, like you know, as if you tap, like if you're tapping on a on a window. It's that kind of noise, but on every window, but it alternated windows. It wasn't. All at once. See that that would, I mean, <laughs> that would you know creep most people out anyway, wouldn't it? Just yeah, it just felt that like happened. we were completely surrounded. Yeah, and what I was, was talking to um out? talking to a guy I know the other day, and he was driving back uh, the A15, which you might be aware of anyway. But yeah. he, he was coming back along there, this side of the bridge, and um just out of nowhere, he, the back of his van just bang a stone at him. Um, and again, he's the only person on the road. Now, when you're in traffic and that, and a stone hits you, flicks up, you think, well, yeah, yeah, the car in front flicks it up, whatever, <laughs> it happens, doesn't it? But this was a bang on the, you know, and he, when he stopped, he expected to see damage. To be fair, on yeah. the on the on the, the van, like when there's nothing, no no damage whatsoever. And then Andy, um, you know, was on the show. He mm-hmm. he was coming through Canuck Chase, which is again is notorious for for strange. I would love to visit. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. Um, but he was driving back through there, and uh, what he got really was like, um, again, it was foggy. Mm. He's driving quite slow through there anyway, because it's up and down. It's like you know, it's, it's like a forest road. But a uh, handful of dirt just hit his windscreen, bang. Um, and, you what know, was that? and dirt doesn't just fall from the sky. So, no. and it was just that, and it was gone, and he got out of there. You know what I mean? He didn't stop or anything, mm. but. You know, these things do happen, and the more you look into it, the more you find there's a lot going on in the UK. Um, that we probably, you know, yourself and I, we don't tend to talk about these, even nowadays, we still don't talk about these things. People can have strange experiences. I know someone fairly well, very close to me, who had a strange experience and was looking for any excuse under the sun to explain it. Mm. Um, just couldn't accept what it was um 
So, you know, that's that's the UK. And I think there's a lot more of these stories out there, but I don't think people dare to share them. That's the problem. Um, but, yeah, I just uh, want to thank you for coming on. And... Oh, thank you for having me. It's It's been fab. No worries. It's nice to people that actually understand what you've been through and and to hear other people because, like myself, I think we as humans just block out things because we don't have an explanation so we throw it out yeah it didn't happen then and then to hear everybody else's experiences it all comes flooding back and makes you really think about it yeah and think about what 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 world we actually live in because i do believe myself that we are living in three four five maybe a hundred different realms are all working at the same time and sometimes they just blend Mm, i think when enough things happen like you're saying it's difficult to to not sort of think that way because you know you've got things that i was talking to a person the other day who's got a shadow person and it's it's gonna come be on the show soon but you know, these things come to you at night. And for me, I've always felt that they've got some intention with us mm. that we don't understand. Um, no. I don't know if it were close to understanding it yet. But they come to us at night. There's something we're doing when we're asleep that they're interested in. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but I just know there's some connection between us sleeping and, and where they come from, you know, where they go. Uh, like you're saying, these, you know, is this you know, another universe on top of this one. I don't know, but it does seem like they have a better command of things than what we do. Um, yeah. And especially like you're saying with this, just on the mind speak thing, uh, people do talk about this mind speak. And there is, I don't know if you know, but there is some research that says, um, you know, a lot of people think Bigfoot, let's just assume it was a Bigfoot for, you know, for, mm. for, for now, but people do think that Bigfoot may be psychic. Um, but obviously that entails us being psychic as well because we'd have to be to receive the message um, yeah. which I you know I don't discredit I think that's there's probably there, there is enough scientific evidence out there for people being psychic I think um, well we don't use that nearly three you know three fourths of our brain I sort of say yes but um, <laughs> uh, there is another part of research what's just been done where it actually talks about uh, pheromones um so pheromones uh being sent out by said creature which would actually cause you to uh not hallucinate but to uh, interpret the pheromones as a warning that's clever so where you would pick up the message to get out of here because you're smelling this smell you wouldn't necessarily smell it but you know know, subconsciously subconsciously obviously but you'd smell this smell and then that would tell you it's a warning smell. Uh, so your brain would interpret that as get out of here. So, yeah. but, but interestingly enough, most people that you speak to, including yourself, when they hear mm. this message, it's not in their own voice. No. So, you know, I don't know whether that ties in with that, you know, whether I the pheromones would do that or. One of the biggest things that scared me at the time is that that, that wasn't my voice. Yeah. I, I talk to myself every day. You know, you get the right answer. You know, living with your partner, sometimes you've got to talk to yourself and then you get the right answer. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so so I, I talk to myself generally all the time. Um, so you you know when it's your thoughts. That's, so when yeah. some other voice, I mean, this was this was male. It was guttural, and it was very, very. Um, I want to say animalistic. It is animalistic. It's this this guttural gruff sound it's not it's not anything worldly that i've ever heard and to be fair i'm not scared now i i mean i was at the time now i'm intrigued yeah and i've been looking at you know some people leave offerings and things like that do i want to be left alone do i want to see it i don't want to gem- i don't want the experience to be unmystified if I saw a Bigfoot, it would ruin it <laughs> for me. Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe it would possibly give... I always think that something like that would give you more questions than answers. But then, you know, it's the same with, you know, people believe in mermaids and fairies. And, and it does, elves. yeah. 
things like that. I, I do believe that people have seen these things and maybe they are out there because there are plenty of books and accounts of these things being real. Maybe they're not right, real nowadays or they've evolved or they're, you know, they're from a different realm so they're not here all the time. Or they've died out. I don't know. And Will I ever know? Probably not. But to see one would probably ruin it for me because I'd be like, yes, I want to Israel. I like the mystical aspect and I like the fact that now I'm still going to go to the woods in the dark. I'm still going to enjoy myself camping out in the middle of the nowhere because I feel now like after listening about leaving offerings, if I, you know, we're going to have things that we can't camp, you know, we can't eat unless it's eggs or something you can put in a little camping stove. And people have been leaving, you know, eggs out for them or fresh fruit and vegetables and things. Yes, don't get me wrong, wild animals could eat it. But I feel like I'm, they will know subconsciously because I'm throwing that out into the universe that this is for you, so you leave me alone so that I can get on with my camping and you can get on with your lives. And should I cross that barrier, by all means, please tell me and I will move. Mm. But otherwise, we can live harmoniously, if you like, and you do your thing and I'll do mine. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, going back to, like, Celtic folklore and things, I've heard stories of people actually leaving a portion of field so that they'd save, you know, three quarters of the field mm. um, and then leave a portion just for whatever beans it was at the time whether it was yeah. whether it was brown is fair is whatever elves but they would actually leave some of that as as like you say like a like an offering to basically you know leave us alone um mm. so you know you know whether i mean it's interesting that you've sort of formulated this idea yourself but again there's two schools of thoughts on the offering thing there's, there's the one where it's like you say you know leave leaving this and you know, so you leave me alone then there's other people who will say once you start doing this you've got to be careful that you're not sort of trapped into it all the yeah time. yeah making a rod for your own back where you're almost leaving like um you know they expect it they start to expect yeah. it and then the one time you don't do it you're in trouble sort of thing and i don't know i mean i don't know if there's enough people where have they've left stuff and then they haven't left stuff where they've been they've come to any harm or anything like that. i don't think there's many stories no. like that although there is a few you know there is a few so it, I think obviously these things are intelligent um, mm. they're obviously individuals um, they've all got the looks like although they do seem to have some sort of hive mind um, yeah. you know especially this desire to be keep undetected and stuff like that you know it's obviously ingrained in them but they are individuals so I think you've got to be careful on that aspect but i don't know i mean if if it works then it works you know if... oh well i'll let you know and then I can, i'll be back on saying i've seen a big foot there and you go breakfast together on the camping stove but you've got a lot <laughs> of um not so much on the moors we don't get too many sightings up that way of of no. the old of the dogman we get more sort of wild man sort of out that way hornsy in that I mean, area so lately that was strange i've not had a whistle yet we've seen a couple of trees bent in weird positions that are very high up so well if you um, see the trees you know take some photos obviously i'd be interested yeah to we'll see do them. definitely i mean i don't know when we'll next be going but we generally go every weekend if we can hmm. so i'm sure we'll be back there soon um well maybe not we're in tier three at the minute so we're not going anywhere but <laughs> hmm. um but yeah i'll definitely take photos but it's that was definitely a, a weird one. That's something we never had before. We've never been signalled with a sound like whistling or, you know, we've we've heard nothing like that before. How many, and this is a logging place where there is there is nothing but trees, um, mud, rocks, um, deer. We've seen deer prints, nothing else. Um, the, you know, even the loggers up there, they haven't. They're never up there every weekend. They've never worked a weekend we've been up, and we've been there three years now going up every weekend. Yeah, I don't think I've seen them at weekends either. Um, how many whistles was it? 
it was just the it was just the one time it went woohoo and then my partner said did someone whistle and I said do not whistle back and then as we were leaving there was one really long one as we were getting in the car and I said come on you know we need to go so you was already leaving when it whistled the second time. Yeah, the second yeah. time is like again. I've heard this many times where they almost the signal or, or the perception is that they're almost signalling to the others that you're leaving the area. Yeah. So that's yeah, that secondary like, whistle would be like you know, oh, they're going now. Yeah. Sort it. of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe the first feel... ones warning people that you're there, sort of thing. Yeah, it didn't feel it didn't feel threatening. It just was a strange occurrence that made us think, do you know what? It's time to go. Mm. The yoo-hoo thing's weird, isn't it? Because we do it here, you know, when we're... Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, when we're calling each other across the yard or whatever. Yoo-hoo! Woo-hoo! I'm so used to... My my stepdad, he whistles you like a dog. And I'm so used to hearing the whistle that I usually answer. Because um, if he can't find you in Tesco's, he'll whistle. Yeah. And you know exactly what I yeah, yeah. My mum used to do that when we were kids. She used to, she used to, when tea was ready, she'd come outside and just whistle loud and we'd hear it from, you know, miles away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Come home but for no, tea. It was bizarre that I didn't answer this time. Yeah. Usually I yeah. yet. Yeah. But I, I guess in the middle of nowhere, it's. It was a weird circumstance, yeah. Mm. It's not somewhere I'm going to hear my stepdad whistle me. And that's only happened once. It's only happened the once, but that was fairly recent. That was a good couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You see, the other thing on that is like, like you were saying about, you know, him opening his mind up to these things, and it sort of goes along that line where if you believe in it, you're almost more likely to see it if you believe in it rather than, uh, although people who don't believe in it obviously have encounters as well, but mm-hmm. once you start opening your mind up to things, I think you maybe, maybe things that would normally pass you by where you just. Um, Oh, I don't know what that was. That sort of thing where you just sort of forget about it instantly. It happened. Yeah. You know, once you start opening your mind to these things, I think you start to, to see more little, little, little patterns and stuff. You know, that's going on around you that maybe you didn't take so much interest in before. So, uh, yeah. it'd be interesting to see if he starts um, seeing more and more as, as time goes on. But yeah, I've, I've made it a thing that if we do go anywhere on an adventure, as we call it, um, that I myself my partner doesn't but i will ask the universe for something wonderful to happen on our adventure something that we've never seen before something you know we've we've seen herds of deer in the middle of nowhere that just beautiful and it's just one of those things where i always ask for something beautiful to see or something you know that we've never seen before and then now we're seeing things that We've never, no one's ever seen yeah. before. Um, so I think it's one of those things now where I've learned, be careful what you wish for. Indeed. Uh, and as they say with genies, you know, you ask for a wish, but you're not going to get exactly what you ask for. There's always a catch. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I've learned my lesson. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to stop asking the universe for wonderful things because some of the things are the most beautiful things we've ever seen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we definitely need to take a bit more precaution on our adventures. Um, you know, making sure that we check our surroundings before we camp. Um, and just, just, I, ha- I now have these goggles, if you like, of surveying the area before I stop anywhere to say, maybe not here. I feel like we're crowding someone else's space, invading territory in ours so let's find somewhere else and generally we've been right um you know we we've stopped off a few times and we stopped near some forges and it there was no rain whatsoever and i said you know what we we can't stay here it you know it just don't feel right not enough space we're a bit cramped and he's like there's plenty of space i said no no it just feels too too small and too cramped and if we want to get out and take the dog anywhere we can and and luckily we did because that night the heavens opened and the forge filled and our car would have been swept yeah so little things like that happen quite a lot um but i tend to 
bring things home as well, which my partner's not happy about. So I've got an acorn, a seashell and a bird's feather from our adventures. And then weird things happen at home. Mm -hmm. So he's told me to stop picking things up. (laughs) But um, I suppose like many people will say you're insane. That doesn't happen. Like you can't have all these experiences. You know, I've, I've seen lights in the sky. Um, which was also weird. Never seen anything like that before until I got with my partner. And then now we're having so many more experiences, new experiences with other things, not just ghosts like I've had all my life. That I think we were meant to come together to have these experiences. Possibly. Possibly. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's definitely been a weird couple of years. Uh, let's hope to many more in this weird house. <laughs> well, indeed. I mean, if you're putting yourself out there, then you know you ain't going to see stuff sat at home, are you? So, no. you know, so you're out there. So, but yeah, again, no, thank you very much for coming on. If anything else happens, you'll have to let me know, obviously, and uh, keep in touch. But uh, yeah, send me the photos and send me the location, you know, within sort of, you know, the oh, area you believe it is, sort of thing. Point it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. No problem, anytime. Right, thank you very much, right. guys. See you, bye. Bye. So there you go. Very, very intriguing uh, for me, and I think a lot of you as well. Uh, thank you, Amesy, for coming on the show. Uh, couldn't have happened without you, so very grateful for that. With us not being able to get in, uh, get together as often as we'd like, you know, listener stories are a great way for us to put out a show. So thank you very much. I'm sure there's many people out there that've got stories they want to share, or an article they want to share, or anything, you know, even something comedic. If you want to share something with the show, supernaturalpod at gmail.com. That's the way to do it. Obviously, we've got the Facebook group. Go across, join the group. And you can contact us by messenger on there anytime, day, night, whatever. It doesn't matter. You'll be able to catch one of us and uh, share your story and stuff there. And remember, anybody that shares a story with us gets entered into Mug of the Month. So Ames is in there. There's a few of us in there. There is a list of people that we want to thank, um, but I'll wait for Finch to be here for that. Um, We can thank people together. I think that's only fair. So, you, you know, so there's people in the hat already. Uh, so if you've sent a review, an email, a story, um, you are in the hat. Um, you know who you are, but we will thank you on the show. As soon as we can get together, we'll thank you. So that being said, have a great week, and we will see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights... Other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. <laughs>